0: Welcome to the California Curio Collecting Patriots podcast. My name is Sean, and with me is my co host, Jake. So, this will be more of a story time episode. We all know what happened in March 2020. We all know what happened the summer of 2020. Today, we'll be talking about all the panic buying that happened. Due to COVID-19, and the riots,
1: and the election, and, well, let's be honest, the gun market's still a mess as it is. So, Jake, when was the last time you were at a gun store before the pandemic? That? Is a good question. You know, I, I actually remember it. It was, uh,
2: it was my first sign that we were in troubled times. You see, back then I used to listen to a lot of AM radio for news. And one of the programs I used to listen to was uh, Rush Limbaugh. Rush Limbaugh would give you the information
1: he needed. Pretty fair, straight, and true.
2: And there's a saying he used to have, and I remember listening to this. He'd always say, when the time comes to take up arms, I will let you know. Well, I kept that in the back of my mind, because he always said, it's not that time. This is not that time. And I had no idea what he was referring to, other than the obvious take up arms against whatever force may be coming, be it a corrupt government a corrupt military, or a foreign military, or even possible terrorism, which I am always willing to take a gun up against any day. Now, I remember being inside of this store, a local gun store, and it was pure chaos. There was no line outside the store, but once you got in, everyone was clamoring to get numbers from this little ticket puller, And I walk in there casually, as I do, rather saunter, into a gun store like I own the damn place. But Of course. (laughs) Yes. You know, you got to establish dominance right off the bat. Oh, (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) Well, I saunter in there looking around going, what in the name is all this chaos? And as I'm standing there, I look over to my left and a cart comes whizzing by me with some... God, this dude had to have been around 65. Looking like he was getting to that age where hunting might not be a smart idea anymore. Or his kids should have taken up the hunting far beyond this point. If they were survivalists, you know, living off the land. However, this man, 65, hunched over, he is pushing a full cart. This cart, had three shelves on it. All three shelves were completely full with 223, 556, and nine millimeter. As he passed by me, I happened to notice that as I was looking at the cart, going, What did he get? And then I noticed everyone there had boxes under their arms. They were buying ammunition at, the, uh, at this astounding and alarming rate. And I sit there going, you know, Rush Limbaugh said this is not the time to pick up arms. If these guys are all, you know, conservatives, they'd be listening to Rush. You know, he's a very predominant figure, was at the time. May he rest in peace. Yeah, I remember being in this little gun store and people were buying ammunition like crazy. So I go up and I pull a number, you know, which I never do. <laughs> I just. I wait until the crowd breaks apart and then I, you know, normally get in there and start talking to some of the sales reps, you know, I know them all by name. And, uh, it it was to the point where I was going in there once a week just to see what was new and coming in. And, uh, I'll never forget it, man. One of them pulls me aside and says, Hey man, is there any ammunition you want to get? Now's the time to get it. And I went, no, why? He goes, well, See that old man? I said, yeah. He goes, he just bought the last case of 9 millimeter in our building. And we're not scheduled to get any more for a long time. But I went, what do you mean? You're not going to get any more. Well, the pandemic shutting down all non-essential businesses. And guess what the Democrats deem non-essential? Anything related to guns. Go figure. Gavin Newsom's winery
1: was deemed essential. But guns weren't figure out how that would make sense so i
2: sat there and i laughed at him and i said comrade i do not need of this western ammo i have plenty in storage behind your counter (laughs) (laughs) and he laughed and went oh yeah that's right you're the number one guy with russian guns in our area and i went It's correct. (laughs) (laughs) I have no need for your panic buying. My ammunition is going nowhere anytime soon. If only that were true. (laughs) Yeah. However, it was true for the pandemic. What Joe Biden would later do proved otherwise. However, I was justified. At any point in time during the pandemic, I was able to walk into a gun store and pick up a box of my ammo. Because 762 by 54 was going nowhere. 762 by 39. Well, they they realized that some people had that. So they started jacking up the prices in the later end of the pandemic. But the nine by eighteen, that wasn't going anywhere. Nobody was grabbing that. By 32, no one was touching it. 22 was still all over the shelves. Even 357 was widely available for quite some time, until it wasn't. But I had no need for that, because I didn't have a 357 at the time. <laughs> uh, it wasn't until I bought a 357 that I realized how rare that ammo was at that point. But panic buying was probably the most disgusting thing I've seen in a very long time. And I've watched homeless people on the streets do some pretty disgusting things. Not by choice. They just, you know... I live in a city where they just don't care whether or not they exist. They're too busy pocketing the money from their programs. So, I I couldn't believe what I'd seen. Shelves completely barren of of rifles and handguns. I mean, people were buying guns that made no sense. (laughs) (laughs) I, I watched a guy... Buy a twenty-two caliber revolver. This is an old J.C. Penny gun. Okay, this thing had no serial number. It was so old. He bought it for two hundred dollars simply because he's like, I need something to defend myself. And I went, well, All you're going to do is piss someone off with that twenty-two. But be my guest. <laughs> I know men who have survived from being shot by three fifty sevens. That's not going to do a thing. You got to get them just right in the head for that to do anything.
0: Yeah, I, I'll be the first to say, you know, when the people say, oh, you know, you know that's not going to work. Or I always tell them, okay, so can I shoot you with it then since it doesn't do anything? And they always all go quiet when I say that. Oh, of course. But the point is, though, still, if you're going to use a 22 to defend yourself, shot placement is actually a thing when it comes to a 22.
2: Absolutely. That's why I said you're just gonna piss him off. If uh you might recall there was a very famous gangster who was gunned down one day. If I was if I'm correct, I believe he was shot nine times. He survived because it was with a twenty-two.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to remember, was it I
2: think it was nine times. I believe it was nine times. And he survived simply because it was with a twenty-two caliber revolver. Yeah. Now the only thing you're gonna really kill with a twenty-two is someone if you hit him in the head. And yeah, God, you gotta be decent with it. I mean it's that's where the you know knowing how to shoot really comes into play. A twenty-two is a very dangerous gun, but if you're gonna use it for home defense, you've looked completely at the wrong tree. Yeah. You wanna get at least
1: at least. What would
2: you say? I, I'd say at least a 308. <laughs> I mean, playing,
0: per, yeah, I, I was going to say, you know, anything <laughs> under a 50 BMG, like, are you, try, are you You're just saying, hey, come kill me.
2: No, but. uh I'd say, you know, 38 special or higher.
0: Yeah, I would say um, pretty much any round that has a decimal, if it's smaller than a 38, I would not use it, personally. For me, personally, I've used um, for home defense, and I not like used as in shooting, but like had for home defense, a 9x18. I currently have a 45. My roommate has a nine millimeter. I know you and uh, your girlfriend, you have a 40 and a nine, correct?
2: That's right. And I have an SKS in the reserve, ready to go. Because <laughs> <laughs> you never know what, what sort of situation is going to come to your door. That's true. I try to keep one of each ready one rifle, one handgun.
0: Yeah, for me, it's. Of uh, The first magazine of hollow points does not stop the threat. The second magazine is to keep them ducking while I get to my uh, gun safe and grab my AR and my freedom mags because at that point, I probably need that.
2: Now, I, can, I cannot imagine someone having to deal with a full-on assault to their home, which is what that would be. Exactly. I mean, God, who have you pissed... If you've pissed off someone that bad, you have bigger problems in your life than who's coming through that door.
0: Yeah, the, the, the bigger problem in my life if that many people are coming through my door is that my life is over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is funny, especially with this topic. I remember and this is kind of connected to panic buying, sort of. The whole prepper lifestyle. Oh, those guys. Oh, don't even get me started on those guys. I remember seeing a video and this guy was like, oh yeah, I have a box here of 130 round magazines fully loaded, ready to go under my bed in a box. If you don't have this, like if you don't have a minimum of this, like, no, you're you're just saying, hey, come kill me. Okay. 130 round
1: magazines. When the, the f- are you gonna need three thousand f- rounds out of a f- AR? If you need a gun with three thousand f- rounds, get an M two forty nine. At least that's belt fed. Just put a f- whiz in your living room. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ! And then, and then also
0: the, the, the other caveat. I, I know I'm going on a long tangent cause I, this still rings to this day of just the no, you're a f- idiot. I, I, I don't know, like, if this is common knowledge. Maybe it is. I don't know. A still or, or like, a still magazine for an AR, 30-round, fully loaded, is one pound. So he had a hundred of these. That's a hundred f***ing pounds. Now, I'm not saying, like, oh, that's, you know, super heavy. You know, I've yeah, if you it's a way to easily move it, yeah, it's not that bad. But say whatever oddity happened that he actually needed to use that for whatever
1: reason That's a
0: hundred pounds of weight that you need to carry. On top of everything else, and it's not like, oh, it's 100 pounds in the back of a jeep. It's 100 pounds where all I got to go is just go jump in the jeep and leave. No, you have to take all this weight and get it in something to get away with. At that point, it's a detriment. It's going to get you killed, not help you survive.
2: These, these prepper people, you have to understand, they're not of sound mind. They're not, you know, mentally challenged or handicapped in any way, but they're not of reasonable mind. These are people who have watched way too many movies and think that some sort of zombie apocalypse is going to happen. Where they get their imagination to where there's going to be a whole army coming to their door baffles me. At best, you'll get two soldiers. In which case, you'd want to take
1: them out silently. Yeah. Not start ringing
2: the bells of the cathedral down the street with your casings.
0: Yeah, they watched Red Dawn one too many times.
2: And you now it, it pains me to say this. I have a friend who is a prepper. However, we have talked him down to conventional prepping methods this guy wanted to buy an RV and armor it because a Democrat was elected president. I am not joking. (laughs) I sat there and I said, my friend, let me show you an episode of South park. You need to see. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not going to lie. He kind of opened up his eyes to how stupid he looked. And we all kind of sat there and went, do you really think you need an armored RV? He goes, well, no, I guess not. However, he did relate to us that we caught him a little too late and he'd already purchased the RV. (laughs) (laughs) So now he has a camping RV, which is good for him. Yeah, yeah. But it's no longer going to be a Ford 460 engine weighted down by 10 tons of AR400 steel all around it.
0: It, it just, so, so he was going to go balls to the wall with this.
2: Oh, dude. He wanted that thing to survive a nuclear attack. It was the stupidest <laughs> thing. I said, yeah, your <laughs> 70s bounder is going to do wonders against a nuclear attack. <laughs> so <laughs> actually, I think he had to win a big. We may have been the upper inch on there. Uh, <laughs> Let's just get that straight. But he, he was a prepper. He was the one running around trying to get ammo as best he could. And I went, why? He goes, it's going to go down. And I went, okay, well, guess
1: what? Some of these guys were justified.
2: I, I know we kind of make fun of them, but, you know, some of them lived in these cities that got burned to the ground by these far left socialist, terrible people who rioted. During the pandemic. I know. And you know. All, it's real funny. How no one looked into that. Because Democrats said they were mostly peaceful. I mean. They had a death toll. But they were mostly peaceful. During those times. I had peaceful protests. Occurring right up my street. Nobody shoved anyone. Nobody shot anyone. Nobody burned anything to the ground. Why? Because they're not a bunch of looting liberals who can't afford any, any real food. Because they vote Democrat and they go, do me, and they think the Democrats will help them, but really they're just meant to keep them more poor if their policies haven't already proved that. Yeah. But you know what? When I saw them, I mean, I saw them gathering right up my street. I made sure my girlfriend called off for the night because I said, I don't want you traveling uh, tonight. You're going to stay home with me. And we're going to put magazines in every gun. And I said, I want my 40 in my hand at all times. And no, not that kind of 40. It's a USP. (laughs) (laughs) The other hand had that 40 in it. (laughs) No. No. But in all seriousness, never drink and shoot. It's very irresponsible.
0: Yeah, don't, don't mix alcohol and guns. We do not advise that.
2: 1%. It is a terrible choice. Yeah, it may sound fun because everything's more fun with alcohol. <laughs> but that just makes it so much more dangerous and it's not worth it. Yeah. Now, I sat here on my couch with my curtains opened so I could see outside. And my 40 never left my side. And my girlfriend had her nine millimeter on her. And we had two rifles set aside, ready to go. Sadly, at the time, all I had was my SKS and her Mosin. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, if they start, if they start coming through here and starting problems, I'll tell you when to fire.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But uh, you know. It was
2: real funny because there was one point we jumped, and it was someone came through on a on a bike, and they wrecked their bike on the sidewalk. See where where I live, there's there's a sidewalk in front of my place, and it kind of takes a ninety degree turn, to a ninety degree turn, to go around a street lamp. And uh, this guy hit the street lamp, and all I saw was a bike go flying past my patio, and I stood up and I went. And I was ready, at the door ready. Like, let's do this. Let's see a Molotov, baby. I had a <laughs> fire extinguisher next to my couch. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going anywhere. I was going to stand my ground no matter what assault faced me. And then I looked outside and realized this dude just ate in the worst way possible. And I ran out there and helped him. <laughs> gave him some water, gave him a few bandages, and he was on his way poor guy was just collecting cans but man what a ruckus that made (laughs) oh what a racket i thought i thought the end of the world was coming i see a bike go flying by cans everywhere i thought oh this is it the bums have risen up (laughs) turns out they didn't it was just one who fell off his bike probably he was probably drunk (laughs) (laughs) but you know i walked out and i looked down the main street and sure enough, there was no rioting. There were people holding signs. Some people honking their horns in support. Some giving a thumbs down. Some even became verbal. <laughs> <laughs> but there was no riots. There was no... I, I think that's because we weren't a city of interest. They, they didn't ship in pallets of bricks for us. No. You know, it wasn't a staged city. And you know what? Once they got their point across and they went out there waving signs to <laughs> I don't know, people who don't matter. They went home. Because <laughs> nobody cared. It's not like the president was rolling through that day. They went out to a street corner just to voice their opinion and say, I believe in this. Good, go the f- home. Why are you standing on a street corner saying it? Can't you just believe it with your mouth shut in your home? like the rest of us, civilized human beings. But it it became very apparent
1: why people were hoarding ammunition and guns at alarming rates. However, I, I will say this, in this horrible state that we live in, even during the pandemic, I did not see a single, a single, single action Army revolver.
2: Leave the shelves. <laughs> <laughs> Those Colt SSAs are so damn expensive. Even the <laughs> pandemic couldn't get them sold. <laughs> <laughs> I watched every dad walk in there and go, Oh, what do you guys? Oh, it's that damn Colt again. You guys got to any, eat anything else or like got some clocks? I'm like, Yeah, no thanks.
1: Hey, wait, wait, wait. wait.
0: You actually found a store during the pandemic
1: that had a clock. Yeah. Yeah. They were 22s. (laughs) Yeah.
2: No, they weren't, they weren't the desirable Tupperware. They were the undesirable Tupperware. Ah, they were the small canisters. Nobody wanted. (laughs) Okay. The ones you would use for sauce. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, but, uh, Yeah, that was and even those didn't last long. That was that was pretty funny. I I watched as every other gun got sold except the most expensive ones, and even some of those went. Yeah, (laughs)
1: Uh,
2: the panic buying was just disgusting and despicable and. You know, it caused a very big problem. You see, because the shutdown caused there to be a shortage of ammunition being made. Yeah. Now, that means that these morons who, in the middle of a pandemic, decides, I need to go to the range all of a sudden. Really, dude? You bought all that ammo so you could just continue going to the range throughout the pandemic? How bad is your shot going to get? Honestly. And there were those people that would go out there and they would shoot regularly during the pandemic. As a matter of fact, it's the reason I stopped going back to that one gun store. Because uh, during the pandemic, I tried to get in to the local gun store because I knew they had the ammo that I needed because it's Russian and nobody buys the crap but me from that store. And I was right because they never ran out of it during the pandemic. But they made me stand
1: outside for four hours. Four hours. Because they have a range. And what happened, okay, some clown of an individual
2: and their child decided to say, oh, we're here for the gun range. And they go, okay, cool. Everyone for the gun range go on the left side of the door. Everyone here to make purchases go to the right side of the door. I was the first person in line and I'd been in line for about an hour before anyone else showed up before they opened because I wanted to pick up some ammo so I could go out, you know, in a, a few months later to go shoot that ammo out in the desert when I had an opportunity. This is why I know they don't run out of my ammo because it's stuff they can't shoot in their own range. So I'm standing there and these people go, okay,
1: we're for the, we're for the range. Okay, cool.
2: Well, they let him in seeing me there. The guys who worked there saw me standing. I was the first person in line. And after being there for three extra hours, I'm sitting there going, why the hell am I still standing out here? How come no one's come out and talked with us? I opened the door and they said, sir, you have to wait your turn. I said, hold on. What's going on here? And they go, we'll, we'll be out in a minute to deal with you guys. And I'm like, deal with me? I said, sir, I'm a, I'm a member here. I pay you guys a monthly bill. I pay you guys $150 a month to be able to use this location in various ways.
1: In other words, I pay you
2: to let me in here. I deserve an answer. I've been out here for three hours. I didn't count the first hour because, you know, that was me being anxious. the so one day of the week I was able to get there. Well, lo and behold, the mother and son who lied and said they were going to the range were buying a damn rifle. So I said, what the f- is this? Why are they making a purchase? I was the first person here. Not them. I was here way before them. Why are you letting them make a purchase? Oh, well, they came in first. They must have been ahead of the line. I said, and this is what I lost. I said, listen here, you bald jerk. I used different words. (laughs) I know you did. I said, you unlocked the damn door with me standing here, breathing over your neck. You're going to tell me that person was here before me. You willingly let them in because they lied and decided to make a purchase, and instead of doing the right thing and kicking them out and telling them to go to the back of the damn line, you're going to make a member, a paying member, stand outside for
1: three hours while you make one sale. And they go, this was, this was their answer. Sir, clearly if you were in the head of the line, you would have been in here first.
2: And I said, no, because you, you lied and said that the people who were for the gun range could come in and go to the gun range. They skirted right around you and went to make a purchase. You didn't allow anyone in. We've all been standing out here. There's several people at this point. And I said, and and that's when I went, you know what? Cancel my membership. I will never give you another dime of my money or time again. And of course, they just go, oh, whatever. Little did they know, I took half the line with me. Because they were also paying members. And I said, hey, guys, they're telling us to go f*** ourselves. You heard that? They're like, yeah, that's the last time I'm coming here. Three other people said, cancel my subscription too. Cancel my membership. And we all hopped in our trucks and left. The line was empty at that point. So I ended up calling them because they didn't, they didn't terminate my membership. So I called them and said, hey, I want my money back. I ended my membership with you guys. And I remember, as the guy who answered the phone was the same person I dealt with in that doorway. I said, I yelled at you and said, I ended my membership. Why is my membership taking money out? Oh, well, we didn't think you were serious. I said, you're going to refund me my money or I'm going to come down there and I'm going to destroy that damn store like a liberal. And they go, oh, really? Is that a threat? And I said, absolutely. I'll have every police officer marking that place for hour per hour, making sure you follow the mask mandate, making sure you follow the six foot distance. If you you mess up even once, I'm going to have those police all over you. And they sat there and went, well, that's kind of a dick move. I thought you liked this place. I said, I did up until you guys lied to my face. And then made me stand outside for three hours without a single answer until I barged in and said, hey, what the Which, by the way, how does six foot rule, how, how does that interpret only two people at a time in a store? Which, you've been to that store that I'm referring to. I have. It's not a small store. No. No, they got several rows of shelves in that store between the two counters.
0: (laughs) Yeah, the the whole rule with, oh, there's a max number of people we can have, including workers, that never made any sense at all. The gun market today is not what it
2: was during the pandemic. Now, I don't know what you see down there, Sean, but I'd like to know, what are you seeing in gun stores in your area? So... (sighs) Down here,
0: ammo is still three, four, five times what it was before the pandemic. Um, Gun prices are still like 25% higher for new guns. I I remember before the pandemic, you could buy a Beretta for $600. Now they're seven eight hundred dollars for a beretta. Ammo isn't as short in supply as it was. Like I re- remember, especially during the first part of the pandemic into the riots, um, I went into a gun store and they literally had a single box of 32 ACP. And that was it. They had no other ammo but that one box. I would have bought it. <laughs> Honestly, I thought about buying it and taking it to
1: you.
2: I got a I got a little wowzer that it shoots shoots thirty two.
1: <laughs> the times today. So
2: in my area, gun stores have replenished their stock to a good, healthy amount. I mean, it's not looking very anemic as it did during the pandemic. But uh, they, they got a good, healthy stock. A lot of people are still going in and buying ARs like crazy. But uh, out here in my area, I got several, several fantastic firearm stores. And once I get the permission, I'd love to do a shout out for them, so you guys can know where to go for some fantastic uh, deals on some firearms, and where you'll know I'll never go again. <laughs> Uh, Despite the guy who argued with me being fired, I still don't go back into that store. Yeah, wouldn't you know that guy was fired for uh, having poor customer care? No. You you wouldn't believe it, but apparently I wasn't the only one who called him a prick. (laughs) (laughs) So, let's move
1: on to the next topic here. Sean, what gun do you
2: regret selling?
0: So, you're going to question why I regret selling this gun. But th- there is a bit of a story and a reason why I, like, I really regret selling this. Beyond just what it was. So it was a Smith & Wesson M&P 15 Sport 2. An AR-15. Now, there's two main reasons I regret selling it. The first reason, it was the first gun I bought, and I sold it. The second reason
1: is the reason why I sold it no longer mattered
0: after I sold it. So, for the listeners, I used to do IT work. I did IT contracting work for a while, and I was working for a medical facility doing... Windows 10 upgrades for all their computers late 2019. And one of the things that they had me do was they said, okay, we're going to see you to San Diego for... You have to do upgrades there. So I kind of finagled things and just took a weekend to do it and, you know, spent a weekend in San Diego visiting. And then they also said, oh, hey, so you also need to go to Santa Monica and do... Fix the ones there, and we're going to get you a room, but you have to pay for it and then re expense it out. Now, this was at the end of the contract period, and basically all my work was pretty much done. So, there was a point where it was like, okay, there was like two weeks where I really wasn't working because, well, that had no work for me to do. So, it just like, okay, just go home. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So, I go home, go to the range. Put bullets in dirt, which, in retrospect, is really bad, <laughs> considering what came a year later. So I'm like, okay, I need the money to get this room. And they said, okay, well, your room's in Beverly Hills. I didn't get to pick I stayed. They made the reservation for me. So I'm thinking, okay. So I went, and I figured, you know, I need the money to cover this room. There'll be expense back to me. I can buy another AR. So I go sell my... The first gun I bought was an AR-15. And they were like, okay, well, you know, so you want to consign it or just sell it to us? i like, I just want to sell it to you guys. And they said, okay, it'll be, we'll give you 260 for it. And I'm like, you don't have an AR on the wall cheaper than 600 right now. And they're like, yes, but if you want that price, you have to consign it. And I'm like, well, I need the money today. And they said, well, it's 260 or you can walk out of here with the gun. So I said, okay, fine. Give me the $260. They gave me the money. I walk out. Well, they g- gave me a check. Go over, put it in the bank. Just go to, let me look at the receipt. Just, okay, deposit it. Okay, cool. Walk out. Drive out the Santa Moni- to Santa Monica, To yeah, to Santa Monica, take care of these computers i leave there it's dark i have no clue where i'm at because i've never been there before drive into beverly hills uh beverly hills by weezer comes on the radio i'm like okay that's just timing so i get into the hotel and i'm like okay and i'm like walking I'm like yeah i have a reservation under you know my name and i said okay You need to see id okay you need to see your card okay and then my car they go it through and they say oh your card's declined Said, well, this is the price of the room, correct? Plus the fees. They're like, oh, yes. They're like, So this is how much it'll cost total with all the fees, but your cards decline. I'm like, well, no, I have that much in the bank. So I go, I check on my phone, and they put a hold on the check because it came from a gun store. So I did not have the money. And it led to a very fun night where I then had to drive back... By the time I got home, it was like two in the morning. Because I did not have the money to stay there. So basically, I sold this gun for no reason because. Yeah, the bank put a hold on the check. Sounds
1: like you need a better financial institution, my friend. So I'm sorry to hear that. Any
0: guns that you regret selling?
1: No. End of podcast.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We talked about that GP100 I had. I'm glad to get rid of that.
1: Uh, You you know, I I guess I could kind of,
2: I don't really regret it. I do wish I still had it in my collection, though I know I'd never probably fire it again. But it, it was a good joke.
1: So, my first gun, a lot of people don't know this, was an M4 rifle.
2: Now, I, I can hear a several of you people tuning in going, What?
0: <laughs> Jake, that's an ar-15 platform you don't like ar-15s
2: or more more importantly how'd you get an illegal automatic rifle <laughs> <laughs> yes the m4 is the military variant of the ar i know however <laughs> had i realized what i had i'd have kept it what i bought was a big black scary rifle In 22 caliber. I wanted to buy a 22 to go plinking around and shooting clay pigeons out in the desert. That's all I wanted. Just something to go out there and play around with. Try different scopes on. You know, try things out. Have some fun with it. Uh, I modified that rifle so heavily. It weighed more than I think an average AR would. Simply with optics and grips and accessories. By the time I was done with it, it had it had
1: uh it had a forward bipod grip. Uh it had
2: a flashlight and laser. And the best part was the laser uh the, the button was on the on the pistol grip underneath uh a stretchy band so it was right where my middle finger would sit on the <laughs> <laughs> on on the pistol grip so as I aimed forward I could turn it on and off with just a flick of my finger it was a democrat's worst <laughs> enemy <laughs> <laughs> it was everything they hated to see And the reason I sold it was all their stupid liberal laws took place here in California. And every time I take it out, all of a sudden I got a hundred people. Who can't have that. It's against the law. Where's your fit? Why do you have this? How can you have this? You know, it's like, relax. The law doesn't apply to it. It's a 22. And then they go, oh, it's a 22. And it's like, you pull this thing out. It looks amazing up until you see this tiny little pink, 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 pink. The funniest thing you'd ever see. <laughs> it became a hilarious joke and I'm like, oh yeah, get ready for the big daddy. And I pull this thing out and start plinking 22s like it was nothing. And they would just all laugh. So like that thing looks horrendous. It looks like you're about to breach like the entirety of the Middle East with that thing. And I'm like, Yeah they're like, what the hell is it doing in a .22 caliber?
1: (laughs) They're like, well, it's funny. (laughs) That's why.
2: (laughs) That's why it was allowed to be an M4. Uh, But it was indeed. (laughs) This is where it really baffles me. Because it was made in conjunction with two companies. Technically, it was a Colt. It was sold as a Colt M4. But it wasn't a Colt M4.
1: It was a Walter Colt
2: M4. It was made in conjunction with the two arms manufacturers. Manufacturers.
0: Yeah, Walter had a lot of those at the time. Like I remember, they had the Colt M4. It had an H and G36, which I' not gonna lie. I kind of wish I had bought one when I saw them, but yeah, um. They used. I, I know they used to have like an actual MP5 uh, SD that actually looked like an MP5 SD, not that whatever the f- they have out there now that looks like. F-.
2: Um, they had a lot of those at the time, and that's maybe the only reason I regret selling it. I mean, I really don't because it just got boring. It, it really did when you when you've been plinking around with that for long enough and everyone's got a higher caliber than you and then all of a sudden you get a hold of a Mosin and you're like now we're talking and now you're playing with the big boys and now you just want bigger calibers you know you're like well I can't go back to that little 22 what the hell is I doing now it's just no fun anymore and then it was it got to the point to where I had it so accurate I had everything cited in so accurate it was almost hard to miss so it just got boring it was just sat in a case rotting. And I said, you know what? This can go to someone who can use it, you know, to, as a big scary home defense gun. And that's exactly who I sold to was a coworker of mine who didn't have a gun. So, I mean, long story short, well, short story shorter, I really uh-huh. don't regret selling it. Uh, Cause everything I really sell goes to a good home except for one truck that i purposely had crushed um i try to find a good home for everything because there's always somebody who can use something and even if they can't pay you what you want for it it's better to send it to a good home than to get full price in my opinion because if you're not going to get full price you're not going to get full price there's no use in sitting on it for three years waiting for someone to give you full price when you could let it go for a little bit cheaper and it goes to a good home and actually serves a purpose. Yeah. I mean, that's that's just the way I feel about things. I'm I'm kind of a recycler in that, in that aspect. I'd rather give it, you know, guy, You remember that old BMW I used to have? Yeah. I sold it to a guy for, he only had a thousand dollars. I was asking 1500 for this BMW. It was in great condition. I mean, the interior was spotless, man. It was beautiful car yeah and when i saw that his kid was in the <laughs> in a car seat bolted to the rear deck of a honda prelude i gave him the keys said give me the thousand get the fuck out of my sight and put your kid in the back seat of the car and get the hell out of here i'll get my own ride home <laughs> <laughs> oh he so quickly put his kid in the back seat of that car handed me a thousand bucks and i said pink slips on the glove box It's signed. It's yours. Get out of here. And I walked back to my cousin's house with a thousand bucks in my pocket.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So that has been our discussion on panic buying and prepping and other related topics. Uh, For next week's episode, we'll be talking about Going back more to the actual curio and relic firearms and discuss the best ways to actually get started in collecting firearms. So this has been the California Curio Collecting Patriots podcast. Once again, my name is Sean. My name is Jake. And thank you for listening. Please feel free to like and subscribe to the California Curio Collecting Patriots podcast on YouTube. Also, feel free to like the podcast on Facebook at the California Curio Collecting Patriots Podcast, where information on new episode postings will be made. Likewise, feel free to bookmark www.californiacuriocollectingpatriots.com to get access to Podbean, where you can subscribe to receive updates as soon as they go live. This has been the Arceo Productions Podcast.